Hey there, John here. We are so glad you're listening to the Gen X Grown Up Podcast. If you're new to the show, I hope you find something here you'll enjoy and that gives you a reason to come back. If you've been listening for a little while or a long while, as is the case with so many of you, I want to ask a favor. Would you consider introducing us to just one friend this week? There's really no better method of advertising than word of mouth. Pick a friend who shares your sense of humor or interests, even if they don't know what a podcast is, and tell them why our show has become a regular listening for you. And be bold. Help them get a podcast app on their phone and walk them through how to subscribe to the show. We love that you're here and would greatly appreciate your recommendation. Thanks for your time. Now, let's get on with the show. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hi, I'm Chad. I'm a Gen X grown-up. I support Gen X grown-up through Patreon, and you can too at patreon.com slash genxgrownup. Gen X Grown Up is a YouTube channel, website, and audio podcast you're listening to right now. All made for and by people who love exploring media, games, tech, and toys of yesterday and today through the eyes of Gen Xers who refuse to grow up. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown up. Welcome back, Gen X Grown Up Podcast listeners, to this episode 154 of the Gen X Grown Up Podcast. I am John. Joining me, as always, of course, is Mo. Hey, man. Hey, how's it going? You know that George is here. Hey, how's it going, guys? In this episode, we watch a new animated series that mixes relevant social commentary with its over-the-top humor. Check out the much-anticipated new Atari plug-and-play for manufacturer My Arcade and blast off for outer space with Bethesda's big new sci-fi action role-playing game. We're going to have those topics and many more coming up in this episode. First, though, it's time for some fourth listener emails. The three of us, if anybody else listens, that's the fourth listener. This time around, I have two brief emails. The first one is from Kat, a recent oh. Patreon. Hey, Kat. Yeah, supporter and uh, my co-host over at 1980s Now. And she dropped us a line. The subject line was 83 Billboard Hits. We did uh, a few months back. Uh, and she just said, you guys will remember, I conflated Flashdance and Footloose, and you guys were razzing me. You remember that, yes. right? Yeah, I remember I do. It was sure. hurt my feelings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Kat says, with regard to the 1983 Billboard Hits episode, I will not give John a hard time for conflating the Flash dance and footloose movies because Mo and George did a fine job of that. <laughs> it's a skill. <laughs> so I think she's endorsing your harassment is effectively what I'm seeing from Kat. I mean, I knew I'd like Kat. you know, or your punishment either way. <laughs> punishment. <laughs> I mean, you deserve punishment for confusing those two very different soundtracks and films. I think they're slightly like they're like similar. They're not similar at all. They're completely two different things. Well, they both start with an F. That's about as much as you can and say. And they're about dancing, and they're from the 80s. Look at all the similarities. I'm I got some here. other words that start with F for you next time you make <laughs> okay. a mistake like that. <laughs> how about, how about, fine, let's move on. How about that? There's okay, an F for you. Yes, move with that. <laughs> so, the next fourth listener email that we have is from Andrew 
Kim, who wrote in with the subject line, Big Hair. Ooh. Guessing in uh, reference to our episode about the uh, fashion trends from the mm-hmm. 80s a few weeks ago. Uh, and Andrew says, greetings. As I left the 80s, I left my hair there as well. I wasn't that upset. My hair was unruly with many cow licks that not even a gallon of Aquanet hairspray could take. Wow. Wow. That's a lot of (laughs) Aquanet. That's a callback. Yeah. That's what you said about your hair. Basically, you said your hair was all cow licks, George, right? Is what you said? Yeah. It's like (laughs) I literally must have slept in a cow pasture from the age of like (laughs) six months old until like high school, whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Mo can relate to. He also left his hair. I think you left your hair in the 90s, though, Mo. I think you had kept a little Thank you. Oh, okay. All right. Goodness. <laughs> a little sensitive, huh, George? Goodness. Yeah. What's up with that? <laughs> hey, gone is gone. Doesn't matter when it went. You think? <laughs> Kat and Andrew, thank you for writing in. We appreciate the listen that you took the time to write in. Listen, if you would like your email featured here on this show, it is drop dead easy. Just hit us up at podcast at genxgrownup.com. We read every single message, and most of them, like these, will eventually make the show. All right. With that great business behind us, let's jump into the body of episode 150. 54 right after this guys for the last few weeks we have been checking out factors ready-made meals now they tell us that eating better is easy with their delicious ready-to-eat meals every fresh never frozen meal is chef crafted dietitian approved ready to go in two minutes all that is great it wouldn't matter if it didn't taste good so mm-hmm. i've we've i've had several i've been eating them every couple of nights i'll try one of these factor meals and then i had this turkey chili and wow was that good <laughs> <laughs> so uh my fiance is vegetarian is vegan actually so i went with the, yes. with the vegetarian option oh mm-hmm. okay and you did it for the whole box okay yeah for the whole box you know because they have like over 35 different options you can choose from like every single week mm-hmm. so i went with the vegan option or the vegetarian option and let me tell you they were pretty freaking amazing yeah matter of okay. fact she yeah. stole half of them one to start with wow. she, she took so. them from you yeah yeah my <laughs> wife and i have been trading out saying oh you try this and you try this and check it out mm-hmm. it was surprisingly good and again like i didn't realize that even that some of these that were even vegetarian i didn't even know that didn't even know wow hmm. so what's really cool though is that if you want to add something extra to all these different meal choices that Mm -hmm. you're talking about, there's like 60 different add-ons to help you get going (laughs) and feel good basically all day long. And I don't mean Mm -hmm. just like like an extra side or something like that. Like there's a whole bunch of breakfast add-on meals that you can add on to your subscription, not add on to the dinner meal, but like to Mm -hmm. add to your meal plan for the day. And Mm. I just think it's, it's really awesome that they give you all these different choices so that you're not just tied into just dinner or just lunch. Having breakfast Mm -hmm. as part of one of these meal plans is, I think, kind of unique. I haven't seen that before in any of these meal delivery services. So I don't know what everybody's waiting for. It's time to get started (laughs) and get after your goals right now. Fuel up fast with Factors restaurant quality meals are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. Pancakes and smoothies? Yes, please. Discover a wide (laughs) variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping or cooking or even cleanup required. Just throw it in the trash when you're done. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Let me tell you, if you're looking for something fast with premium options, Factor is the perfect solution for you. 
You guys know I'm the spreadsheet guy. Yep. I have done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every single meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Just head over to factormeals.com slash GenX50 and use code GenX50 to get 50% off. That's code GenX50 at factormeals.com slash GenX50 to get 50% off. Be sure to subscribe to or follow Gen X Grown Up wherever you listen. And while you're there, rate and review the show, too. It helps more than you know. The doctor said I could take Anison 3 for my headaches. It's 100% aspirin-free. The same aspirin-free acetaminophen that's in Tylenol tablets with no coating. But Anison 3 adds a protective coating for easier swallowing. Take 3. Anison 3. Try it. Feel the difference between Denerex and regular head and shoulders. Denerex tingles. Tells me it's doing more. Both have dandruff medicine, but Denerex adds an extra anti-itch medicine and conditioner, too. Goodbye, head and shoulders. Hello, Denerex. Let's get things cooking, talking about media that we have been checking out since we last spoke. Now, we know this could be comics or music or books or television or film or whatever. Uh, Mo, I would like to know what you have been checking out new. Yeah, there's a new animated series that my daughter asked me to get for her called Strange Planet. And it's based on a comic strip, which I never heard of. Mm. Apparently, but it's like one of these internet comic strips that's popular with the younger <laughs> crowd. <laughs> Damn kids. And I started watching it. The first couple of episodes, I was like, I don't really get it. But after a while, it kind of grows on you. And because it's a bunch of aliens and they basically deal with the same stuff we do. But it's just funny how they use different language to explain the same things. Like a surprise party is a deception gathering, you know? <laughs> and- <laughs> I already like it. <laughs> you know, and he's like, he's just, yes, we're going to go to the deception gathering and drink mild poison. <laughs> so that's alcohol, right? Yeah, it's alcohol. So their language is more literal. Yeah, extremely literal. literal. Yeah. It's like pulling away the euphemisms, right? Yep. It's like your birthday's your emergence day. I mean, it's, it's mm-hmm. things like that. Mm-hmm. But after a while, you catch on. And basically, they just talk about like just normal stuff, like getting older, not understanding what your purpose in life is and, you know, that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. But they it's so lighthearted. You kind of even miss it. It's like actually kind of deep, if that makes sense. You know, it's like the language and the characters. But then you look at it you're like, mm-hmm. wait a minute, that was actually kind of heavy mm-hmm. on the 25th emergence day party. And that they were like, I haven't done anything with my life. What am I trying to do? And their parents talk. Well, they're they'll call them parents, but their parents talk to them and kind of help them straighten <laughs> out and stuff. It's, it's a really cute show. They said they have eight episodes. It's on Apple TV. And mm-hmm. if you are a fan of the internet comic strip, which I guess apparently a lot of people were because there was enough people for them to make an animated series out of it. Mm-hmm. It's it's pretty entertaining. And it's half hour episodes. So nice, easy bite sized stuff that you can use to fill in between uh, binging. And so yeah. I just said, it's, it's a really funny show. And I really watched all eight episodes already. Cool. I looked at little aliens and they remind me of the aliens from Solar Opposites a little bit. They're just kind of like the prototypical. They're blobby. Some are what featureless, just round globe head kind of green guys or the kind of they're all different colors greens and blues and tans and everything but uh the art style struck me is it looks like a web comic it's kind of like super simple line art kind of flat you know, not a lot of shading or anything. What do you think about the art style? Is it something? Is it easy to watch or is it? Oh, weird? it's very easy. Is it okay? They said it's it's definitely very simplistic. I mean, they said it's not like mm-hmm. high animation kind of stuff here going on, but you know, but it works and it works. On, and they said once you get listening to the language stuff, it just cracks you up because you don't question what everything is, even though they call it something different. You understand exactly what they're talking. Oh yeah, about. makes sense. Yeah, like George said, it's <laughs> you literal. Know? You get it. It's just not how we talk, right? <laughs> exactly. You know, they're totally aware that they're drinking mild poison. You know, it's yeah. it's like and we're fine. 
fine with it. So right. we all know that we just don't say it. <laughs> we just don't say it exactly. So yeah. good show, really worth watching. But okay, all right, I'm in. But the one you have on here, John, I was never heard of. But looking at the cast, I'm really kind of intrigued. Oh yeah, yeah. So uh, I wasn't sure what I was going to talk about. I've gone to see several films lately. I saw a lot of horror films that were out recently that I wanted to see, even that I was looking forward to. But when I watched this, it's a film called Jewels, like a person's name, J U L E S, not like mm-hmm. uh, precious minerals or anything. I remember seeing there was a um, like a guerrilla marketing campaign where someone dressed up as a little green alien was getting on a New York subway and was getting a lot of buzz. And then somebody went, oh, no, it's promotion. It's like underground promotion for this movie, Jewels. And I'm like, so it was like a UFO movie or sci-fi epic or something. I didn't know what it was. And then I saw it pop up. Now, right now, you can only watch it on Amazon, not Prime. You can rent it on Amazon. I'm sure it will eventually be open for streaming, you know, for a service you subscribe to rather than paying for. But I wanted to see it because... I like alien shows in general. And this is just a blatant testimonial for how much I love this movie that I did not expect to like as much. Small movie, not earth shattering effects or anything that happens. The cast, get this, Ben Kingsley, Harriet Harris, and Jane Curtin are the three wow, primaries Jane in this. Jane Curtin. Yeah. As I saw that, I was like, I can't remember last I saw her. Yeah. Anything. So what I was expecting, okay, UFO shenanigans, Jane Curtin is here, comedic actress is going to be mm-hmm. some funny alien movie. It's a heavy and sobering and heartwarming and hopeful movie all at the same time. And the older you are, as we get older, this film, (laughs) it speaks to like how much like we look down to children and assume that they're making stuff up and they're just not smart enough. As you get old enough, people start to treat the elderly like that too. Effectively, Ben Kingsley plays this elderly gentleman who's starting to lose his mental faculties. Just he's forgetting stuff a little bit. He's not bad. But he goes to town meetings and makes goofy suggestions. And he's kind of marginalized in his community, even by his daughter who kind of sees after him. And then I'm only going to talk about the first 15 minutes of this movie. I don't want to ruin anything. It's not like typical spoilers I could give, but you should enjoy it for what it is. But a few minutes into the movie, a UFO crashes in Ben Kingsley's backyard. Oh, okay. But he's an old man set in his ways and he just walks out and goes, hmm crush the azaleas and then he <laughs> and then the next day he reports it at the town hall meeting and they go oh you know they kind of look at He's each other like it. old man being silly and they just ignored him and a couple of the ladies there who are the other women in the, the film were like don't talk like that they, they'll think we're crazy you know he's like well i wasn't saying anything wrong Long story short, the alien comes out of the UFO and he leaves some water there for him one night. The next night, he's kind of huddled in the corner, cold, and he starts to take care of this alien. And on the other side of the coin, there's the actual urgency of the fact that the NSA is looking for this downed aircraft that they know is a UFO. But this old man is nowhere on the radar because he's not reporting it to anyone. They decided to keep it a secret. He tried to report it. Oh, yeah, he tried. They decided not to. (laughs) But the journey you get to go on with the movie, it's just really these three people and this alien, they're finding themselves again because they'd each been living on their own, very isolated. Their kids don't contact them that much. They bond around taking care of this extraterrestrial who never says a word, by the way. They just have to deduce what it is is going on. And through the course of the film, the three people become friends. They take care of the alien. And I'm not even going to tell you how it ends, but it's, I, I watched about half of it and then I had to stop and I couldn't stop thinking about like the feelings I was getting about, wow, like what a personal, like ET level personal connection that this alien is making with these people. And it's definitely one, I don't know how much, what else I can say about it without giving it any more of the film away. But like you said, Mo, you hadn't heard of it. No, 
not at you all. should seek it out. It's really okay. touching. And it's an easy like an hour and a half. It's not like a hard watch. I wished it was longer. I wanted to see more about what was happening. <laughs> and uh, I, the only thing I'll spoil at the end is it leaves you on a hopeful note about these people and their future. Okay. So it's it, it's not, not a bummer, depressing. but it's a it's a fun <laughs> watch. There's depressing stuff and real stuff in it, but it's really touching and really heartfelt. And I think you two will definitely enjoy it. And I think our listeners will too, if they give it a chance. Just got to seek it out and find it. So it's okay. called Jewels. 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 Cool. All right. George, how about you? What have you been watching, man? Uh, well, a lot of stuff. Catching up on old series that I hadn't finished yet and new things that are coming out. Uh, but the other day, I decided it would just be fun to break my air conditioner. So oh. when I did that... <laughs> Why not, that right? is fun. I mean, it's not uh, like you know, in Florida or anything. No, it's not like it's, you know, 90 to 115 degrees outside every day with 100% humidity at every point of the year. But oh, wait, wow. wait, wait. Actually, um, actually, it is like that, as it turns out. I just checked. It is. <laughs> like that, yeah. So while all that was going on, all the craziness at the house and everything, bringing out AC repairman who got the thing fixed, but couldn't get the air conditioner started till next day. We decided to go stay in a hotel room to, you know, at least be able to sleep in comfort. Oh yeah. Uh, Brought along one of my Roku devices and I'm like, you know, let me check out this thing on Netflix called wrestlers. Oh yeah. I I love wrestling. That's right. Definitely. Yeah. That's your thing. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, this turns out that it's a documentary about a fairly well-known indie wrestling promotion called OVW, Ohio Valley Wrestling. So okay, this okay. group in Ohio Valley, they have been around since the mid-90s. At one point, they were directly associated and kind of like the training ground for WWE legends that you might know the names now, like John Cena, Dave Batista, oh, yeah, okay. oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Brock Lesnar. All those guys came through OVW as part of their training oh, yeah. on their way oh, to WWE. That's okay. a big, Legit huge, place. independent yeah. thing. However, in the late 90s, early 2000s, WWE broke that relationship, bought a Florida group called Florida Championship Wrestling, turned it into mm-hmm. NXT, and now that has been their feeder system for the last 15, 20 years. OVW has, as you might imagine, fallen on hard times. They mm-hmm. are one of the few independent wrestling promotions that still do a live TV show every week and have continued to do that for since their inception, since the mid nineties, they are currently run by a gentleman named Al Snow, who was an upper mid card talent. He had a great little gimmick. You guys might've seen some of his stuff out there when he was in ECW. He used to talk to this mannequin head that he believed had real personality, but it was evil. Not him. The mannequin head was crazy. (laughs) He wasn't crazy. He wrote, help me backwards on his forehead and the mannequin head. He actually even had a match in WWE where he wrestled the mannequin head. So it was just him (laughs) and the mannequin head for like 10 minutes in the ring. Sounds I'm insane. afraid I missed that, but I'm sorry I missed it. No, he's he's a great guy. Super creative, very technical. <laughs> he is now running this organization. However, mm-hmm. organization is flat fucking broke. They've got mm-hmm. no money whatsoever. They take on a couple of co-owners. Uh, one guy is a guy who is running for mayor in that local area. Another guy is a radio personality on ESPN radios, like got a big sports show. Mm-hmm. And it's just a, a look at 
their organization, the wrestlers within and all their struggles and strifes and everything to get through a period of time without going bankrupt. Like Hmm. at one point, the new owners are talking about their 30,000 in debt every month. Wow. The wrestlers are talking about, well, I didn't get paid for last week. Most of the wrestlers Hmm. make like 60 bucks a match. You know, I mean, this is not WWE money. This is, Mm -hmm. you know, like we hope we can get gas money to make it to the next show kind of money. Hmm. And what you're not saying, but I think you're tap dancing around. So I'll ask the question. I'm guessing I know the answer. If it's on hard times and they're not getting paid, Mm -hmm. why are these athletes doing it? Mm. Well, I mean, for pretty much the reason that anybody does anything that they don't get paid for because they love it. That's what I figured. They're just passionate about it. Yeah. They're very passionate about it. Wrestlers tend to be people of different mindsets. Al Snow makes the point in one of the uh, episodes. He says, you know, if these people weren't professional wrestlers, they would have a hard time fitting into society because their minds don't work the same Mm. way Mm. regular people's minds do. And they kind of have to because it takes a different kind of thinking to be willing to throw yourself down on a piece of plywood in order for somebody to cheer for you or boo you and then get paid $20 and then do it again the next night. Mm, Yeah. It's a really nice, like hard look at the behind the scenes thing. But as I was watching it, it's seven episodes long on Netflix. It's all out at once. I had a thought in my mind and that was, are these types of documentaries good for professional wrestling? Mm. Because You guys grew up in the era where professional wrestling, the whole thing was keeping the secret of it being a scripted event. Right. Right. Kayfabe was real. But now there's all these documentaries. There was the Monster Factory documentary that was earlier this year. There's this thing. There's, you know, stuff back from the 90s uh, behind the ropes or beyond the mat Mm -hmm. or whatever it was called. There's all these backstage looks into this world. And I'm wondering if they're good or not, because professional wrestling at its core, as they talk about in the series, is it's designed to help you to suspend your disbelief, like... Mm-hmm. and entertain you in the same yep. way a movie or a TV show is. Sure. You know Tom Cruise is not, you know, a naval aviator, right? But you see him in the movie and for an hour and a half, 2 hours, you let yourself believe sure. that he yeah. is sure. yeah, Maverick. Absolutely. That's what these wrestlers are trying to achieve. They're going at it in a very difficult environment, a very difficult climate which is really dominated by two major organizations and then almost no one else. And mm. it was it was a good look at Americana. So if you like that mm. kind of thing, I highly recommend it. Okay. The way you describe it, it's almost like, hey, let's have a documentary showing how all the magicians do their tricks and the struggling magicians and all their stuff. And then when you watch a magic show, if I understand what you're saying, it's almost like the the mystery of the magic is diminished because you saw how that sausage got made. Is that it, it why you're asking? It could be for a large amount of people. For the people yeah. who are first coming to wrestling, I think it definitely would have that effect. For people yeah. who love wrestling from a bygone era, mm-hmm. it has a different view, a different feel. It makes you want to support them even more. Like as I watched this series in the hotel room, I was sitting there going, you know, shit, I kind of want to just go get on a plane and go sit in their audience and give them 20 bucks for a show just, <laughs> just to, to support, support them. them because I love what they're trying to <laughs> right. do. Yeah. But so it's, yeah, like anything, it's, it's, it's the people thing. stories. It's the people stories that are yeah. so compelling in these things. Yeah. I, I yeah. understand your concern about how it could damage the myth for some people, but I think it sounds intriguing to me. It might not being a super wrestling fan. It, I looked at a little bit of it when you saw it on the list here, when you put it mm-hmm. on the list and I'm like, that might be for me. It'd be good. So, all right. Wrestlers on Netflix. Cool. Yeah. Thanks.
All right, guys, one thing we all know is that first impressions actually do matter, no matter what people <laughs> tell you. They actually kind of do. <laughs> and if you're not taking care of your skin, that's going to be, that's the first thing somebody sees when they notice you instantly. And sometimes they're going to think you look older than you do, Mo, or, or, yeah, or older yeah. than you do, George, or, or me, anybody. <laughs> uh, or they're going to think you just don't take care of your appearance or don't care. So one of the opportunities that we got recently through our partner Evergreen was to take a look at a new skincare regimen for men from the Caldera Lab. Mm -hmm. And uh, we all got samples of this and we have an opportunity to try it out and then share with our mm -hmm. audience what we think of it. So we got these little packages in the mail, right? And they have a yeah. few little bottles. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They had several different kinds. I mean, there's stuff in there that I don't understand because my <laughs> wife does these kind of stuff, you know, in the morning and at night and everything. Yep. But yep. I was having to ask her, I'm like, what the hell does it? There's the clean slate, the base layer, or something <laughs> called the good, which made me feel like Dollar Shave Club had taken over their marketing a little bit. Maybe, but they have all this stuff. I was thinking like the good, the bad, and the ugly. Like I'm thinking of right. Twin Eastwood all of a sudden. I right? knew which part where the ugly was. That yeah. part was obvious. So we've been trying it out for like a week or so now, yeah, right? So, over, so, yeah. so far, what's what's your experience? Well, I mean, at first, I mean, I'm going to be honest. I was like, oh, I mean, mm -hmm. I wash my face in the shower in the morning with whatever soap has handy and I kind of move Bingo. on. Bingo. I know. <laughs> I, I never Irish had spring. any special. Never had anything Irish special. Irish spring from genetics. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so when I saw this and saw those like a couple different products, I was like, oh, you know, kind of felt like it was going to be a hassle. But actually, it's pretty easy. I mean, I was actually surprised, like getting through routine of doing it every morning and every night. I was like, yeah, OK, this is actually takes a couple minutes and you're done. It really wasn't like a huge lift that I was expecting it to be. Yeah. I'm like you guys. I mean, I, I treat my skin like a big pink sack that I keep my guts in. Like, I don't pay attention to what my skin looks like. It's just whatever it looks like. But... Uh, I've been using it for about a week so far and they have uh, these things you do in the morning and the evening and say mm -hmm. it just takes a minute, which it really does. It just takes about yeah. a minute, like add it to brushing your teeth. Uh, and I'll say like, I do a vlog every morning. I stand in front of the camera and I have found that maybe, I don't know if it's a placebo effect or maybe I'm paying attention, but my skin looks a little clearer. I have a tendency to have a little acne now and again. And so, so far so good. We're going to track this over the next few weeks and let you know how it goes. It was a great opportunity for us to check it out and let our audience know. And if you find that it's something that you are interested in, you have a special offer through Gen X Grown Up if you're interested. And this is our best offer available anywhere. You can go to calderalab.com and get 20% off using the promo code Gen X. That's G-E-N-X. Follow along with us over the next few weeks. We'll see how it goes. We'll see if we all have luscious, glowing skin at the end of this or <laughs> how it works out. But so far, so good. So we will, uh, we'll let you know. Hey, it's Spanish. And it's Verlaine, and we are Game Fix. Hey, where are you going to get the latest video game news and reviews? A anywhere on the internet. No, no, no. Where, where are you going to get unfiltered opinions, brutal truths, and pretty much things nobody has the balls to say? Ah, then, my friend, you're talking about us, the Game Fix podcast. Damn right I am. If you want to join us for our takes on gaming news, honest gaming reviews, and celebrity interviews... Uh oh we're doing this rhyming thing? Well, then get on your shoes. We'll eliminate your blues. Hey, you might end up with some really heavy clues. N no, no. F find our podcast on iTunes or our website at GameFixShow.com. Hey, maybe video games aren't your thing. I was a loser once, too. We talk movies, comics, toys. To convince you that everything that we just said is true, here's Duke Nukem. Cheers, love. The Calvary's here. No, 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 no. The other line, man. Take it from me, Duke Nukem. Either listen to the Game Fix podcast or go f*** yourself. I don't really care. Whoa! Whoa. You're listening to Gen X Grown Up. But if you have a friend who's not yet listening, why not? Tell them about us. They'll thank you later. 
According to legend, little folks know Guild is where the toys are. G.I. Joe has adventure in sight. Battle Force 2000 is highly trained to fight. The Tiger Force team is the camouflage elite. G.I. Joe from Hasbro for action hard to beat. Lots of toys every day. Another reason why they say... Guild is where the toys are. At low prices every day. George, yeah, <laughs> you got something on here for Tekken Toys that I feel is going to cost me money. <laughs> okay. We do that so, a lot. <laughs> so let's start with you and get it over with. All right. Well, fortunately, if it does cost you money, it'll only be $16 because that's how much it costs. Oh. 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 Oh, phew. Right? <laughs> phew. Oh, now, now he's happy to hear about it. Yeah. He's not mad anymore. Let's keep, say more. <laughs> so it's a Lego set. It's mm -hmm. the Aston Martin DB5, the James Bond vehicle mm -hmm. from the early James Bond mm -hmm. film. That's cool. So it's really mm -hmm. nice. Now, this is the small version. I don't know if you guys have paid attention recently, but Lego has this trend where they do a sub $20 thing. Then they do a $150 version of it. Then they do a mm -hmm. $700 version of it, uh, right? Uh -huh. This is the lower tier version. I don't know if they have the $700 version of this. <laughs> they definitely have the $199 version. No, mm -hmm. I really enjoyed building this. Since I've gotten my studio back into shape again, I was able to sit down at a table and build. This little set takes maybe an hour to build, okay. especially mm -hmm. if you're using the Lego app. It doesn't take long. The sculpting and molding on some of the curved pieces is really nice. The only specialty piece that I feel like is like, oh, I guess you kind of had to do that, but I wish you had found a different way are the um, the little part of the tire well, you know, the like the curved arch of the tire fender. well on a car. Oh, the, the fender area, like around the yeah, opening of where the tire like, goes. It's not yeah. really the fender, but it's in that area. It's the part that's kind of behind the fender on a car. Okay, okay. They, mm -hmm. they, they built that thing specifically for this model they built for oh, it's a custom um, piece um, hubcaps yeah, it's a custom piece i you know and i'm like oh i wish you could have found a way to do that with bricks but at the small scale mm -hmm. i understand why it was difficult i think the only other um criticism i had was they gave us 10 different license plates well five pairs of 10 license yeah. plates <laughs> okay front and back but none of them rotate like you can't put all of them on the car and twist a little thing oh, like that was James the whole Bond thing did. right because he oh, would yeah. hit a button and it would flip License. Right. Yeah. So when you get done with it and you stuck all these stickers on, you literally just have eight extra flat pieces of license plates laying <laughs> next pile to the of model. license plates. <laughs> I'm like, okay. But now in the expensive model, I looked, it does turn. So oh, on, if you decide yeah. to spend the extra money, you get the flippy license plate. Other than that, mm -hmm. it does come with a James Bond action figure and a tuxedo, cool. a little minifig. The hood of the car, it actually kind of lifts a little bit. It doesn't lift enough, or maybe it does, and I'm just afraid to break it, uh, to show you <laughs> like engine components or anything. Okay. Uh -huh. But it's a solid little piece. The tires are well done. As we all know, Lego makes more tires yep. than anybody in the world. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> Good hubcaps. It's a fun little piece for $16. I highly recommend it, especially if you're a Lego or a James Bond fan. You Ooh. got a lot of Lego, like for your birthday and Christmas yeah. recently, uh -huh. a lot of stuff. And you got a lot of sets that were bigger sets. Why did, did you choose the little one just to get warmed up? Why did you start with a tiny one? <laughs> yeah, just to kind Pretty of much. get started again. I mean, like I said, I'm getting my studio back 
back into shape and to have the table space and everything. And yeah. I've also, you know, started to develop the arthritis issues and stuff as we all get when we get older. And so I'm like, well, let me just start with this small one. Baby steps. I pulled it off the shelf, built it in an hour. I don't know which one I'll tackle next. Maybe the uh, maybe the Mandalorian ship or maybe Ooh. the Pac-Man arcade unit. Mm. I'm not sure yet, yeah. but mm. they're all okay. beautiful sets. It's Lego. They are. We all love it. Yeah, yeah. So. that's true. Yep. Mo, yours is uh, pretty interesting, though. I'm probably going to spend some money on yours. So how much is it going to cost me? <laughs> More than 16. So, well, OK, that's not fair. <laughs> So this is like, so we're all, all of us are Star Trek fans of varying degrees here. Oh yeah. And yep. we all lower deck fans as well. The show lower decks. Mm-hmm. So they came out with two seven inch action figure kind of things of Mariner and Poimer. Oh yeah. Oh, the seven inches. You actually can interchange like the arms and stuff to have them doing different things. Mm. Like um, Mariner actually has like one of the Klingon, you know, um, the big weapon thing that Klingons fight. Batleth. Batleth. Mm-hmm. Yep. Thank you. She has a Batleth yep. that you can add onto her <laughs> and thing. And we just found the level at which people are Star Trek <laughs> right, fans right. on the show. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't if you're wondering <laughs> who's at what level, <laughs> Mo was like the big Klingon-y thing and George and, and, George and I are like, Batleth? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, they they they're pre-selling them, and they're fifty five dollars a piece. Ooh, for seven inch figure. I mean, I'm I mean, I'm they looking look at really them. good, but they do. They're beautiful. <sighs> they're sculpted well. I mean, of course, since these are computer generated animation, they should mm-hmm. be mm-hmm. able to knock these out yeah, no problem. Really you just shake yeah, the right, image right. and three dimensionalize it, whatnot. But $55, it's mondoshop.com. I know my kid looks at that site all the time. Apparently, it's got a lot of different stuff out there that yeah. people go nuts over. So that's the thing. So it's like, so yes, each is $55. So that it's not cheap. Like I'd pay 50 bucks for the pair or oh, yeah. I would pay 65 for the quartet of the four people. I'm kind of sad that it's just the two of them. And then I saw Badgie was a third. Right? Badgie's the third yeah. one. Yeah, they have a Badgie, yeah. which is yeah. also 55 bucks. Yeah. So here's the thing, Mo. So, so bear with me a second. So George, mm-hmm. think back to my mm-hmm. apartment in college. Come over to yeah. visit. You walk mm-hmm. in. You turn to your right and look at the wall above my futon. What's on the wall? Tons of play. What was it? Playmation. You got it. Or, uh, Playmates. Yeah. Star Trek action Playmates. figures. I bought so go. many. They covered the wall. I put them up with push <laughs> pins. Hundreds of it them. It was like a wallpaper. Uh, yeah, I bought all of them. And I, there's no action figures for the new stuff. Where's all the discovery? Where's all the strange new worlds? Yeah. Finally, a couple lower decks, but at 50 bucks for one little toy? Yeah. I mean, I can't do that again at 50 bucks a pop. Mm-mm. It used to be $7.99. I mean, that was yeah. hard enough. <laughs> It'd be a $3,000 wall by the time you're done. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> So uh, I'm looking at these. I'm like, uh, I mean, I have a feeling that they will be worth like, I'm sure they'll go up in value at some point if you're buying an investment, but Mm -hmm. it's still 55. That's a lot. It is. I do notice one thing. What's that? They're not classifying them as action figures. No, they're not. They're calling them statues. statues. Yeah, they're calling them statues. Uh That's why they're getting all proud of that $55 (laughs) price tag. Because an action figure, seven-inch action figure, I don't think those go for more than 15 even these days. Yeah, that's true. a statue? Okay, well, we can charge more for that. It's kind of like when you walk into your local Mm -hmm. comic book shop and you see those, you know, nice busts or the statues in the display case that are $150. That's what market they're trying to target with these, I think. (laughs) 
<laughs> this is like statue is to action figure as a surprise party is to deception gathering, right? To your show. <laughs> it's, just, it's just the euphemism to make it sound more Heidi and more uppity, but it's yeah. really just. <laughs> the, uh, they said they do have like different heads and arms and stuff, so they can be doing mm-hmm. pose different poses, but I mean, it's it, good. It's but expensive, yeah. you know? Yeah. So it's interesting. I want the mainstream toys, the little ones at Walmart that I could just pick up. I want to have a little Saru. I want to have a little. Ortegas. I want to have the new start. There's not putting them out there. I'm waiting. Well, this little swappable heads and arms and hands kind of movement, you know, I mean, my co-host on Drawing a Panel, Jack from Comically Toys, that's what mm-hmm. everything is now, especially if yeah. it's if it's a $20 more price point, that's what they're doing. They're throwing these different parts in there to make the thing right, more valuable to you. And it's all about putting them in certain poses, putting them up on your shelf. Right. They, mm-hmm. They're not ones to leave on the card like your playmates were, John. Yeah. 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 I mean, they're, they're pretty. I'll, I absolutely say they're pretty. I just it, wish they yeah, were. They're good. They're good looking. 20 bucks, sure. not 50. Yeah. Yeah. 55. <laughs> all right. So that's that. Um, so. John, hmm. your thing, big, big, big yes. thing here. Huge thing you got. Yeah. Okay, shut up. <laughs> Do not say that phrase ever again. Well, let's talk John, about my big, big mind. thing. Yes. <laughs> my was, mind is where I'm, every other listener's mind just went. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, instead of the big, big thing you were thinking, George, let me tell you about the thing that I'm excited <laughs> to talk about. Oh, because you're not excited to talk about that one. <laughs> Later, later, off the air. We'll take care of it then. (laughs) Yes. So uh, we have been working with manufacturer My Arcade. We've talked about them on the show many times before over the years as we get new little tabletop arcade toys and handheld toys and stuff. You might remember on the YouTube channel back in January, we were covering their CES appearance where they announced their collaboration with Atari. Mm. Now, we've already shown, reviewed, they have a little pocket player with Atari games and a micro player, a little tiny cabinet with Atari games. But just the other day, uh, what this is coming out on Thursday, so like back on Monday, finally, mm-hmm. they announced the order is available. You can put in your order to get this brand new thing they put out called the Atari Game Station Pro. Mm. Now, it's, it's a highfalutin name. Let me start with what it is and tell you about all the stuff it has included in it. It is effectively a plug and play. Now you guys know plug and plays uh, at James has done them. Everybody's it's a gadget. You just power and plug into your TV via HDMI and you play the games are on it. Mm -hmm. You know, it might have 10 or 20 games or that kind of thing. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Preloaded. This unit though is like an upscale version of what we have seen in in the past from other manufacturers. And there's some really keen things that they have done here that I haven't seen done before. It has over 200 games on it and the game span. Yes the Atari 2600 plus the Atari 5200 plus mm-hmm. okay. the Atari 7800 plus arcade games, really? original ROMs from arcade games oh. on this unit. Wow. They created two brand new controllers that kind of reminiscent of the Atari CX40 joystick mm-hmm. and these wireless controllers you plug in, you turn on and on the joystick. After we looked at this at CES and we did videos about it and we, I did a video saying, man, here are the things they could do better they listened they added a paddle controller to Uh, the joystick a physical little Uh. paddle spinner thing otherwise they wouldn't have had for things like breakout and uh warlords and (laughs) pong right exactly (laughs) so my review is up and mo i'll I'll give you a link to the reviews and all the stuff all the coverage that we've had that's out now and it works so well and beyond just the paddle working well when you go into the menu you can adjust the sensitivity of the paddle to be more or less sensitive that's a nice that's nice that's a nice that helps to 
offset the little latency created because it is a wireless controller. That's something that we oh, struggle with mm-hmm. now. It used to be you plugged in your, your paddle controller to your Atari and it was physically wired, right? So it was instantaneous. Right. Yeah, nine pin controller. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The sensitivity they added makes it even cooler. Look, it's all the favorites you've seen. Yeah, Centipede, Asteroids, Tempest, all those things are there. Yes, it's Adventure for the Atari 2600. The thing that I think, aside from just the quality of the build and what they've done with the design, they've gone so deep into the arcade back catalog. I'm talking games from 77, 78, Fire Truck, Lunar Lander. Really? Yeah. Dominoes, the old Pong multiplayer. Like, remember the old black and white? You stood mm-hmm. around them games. Yeah. Those are on there. It's not just the usual oh, wow. stuff. I want to say there's like 60 or so arcade games. I don't think I can name 60 Atari arcade games, but they put them yeah, on really. there deep in the back catalog. And that's probably the area I had the most. Look, 2600, you see all the time. 78 and 52, not as much. But these Atari, these arcade games, like you just don't see them in collections and they're all on there for you. I mean, I was going to bring up the fact that when you were going through the different versions that are on this thing, 2600, 100% expect. Any Atari mm-hmm. thing better have 2600 yeah. games right. on it. Yeah, right. 7800, that's, you know getting pretty standard these days but when you talked about 5200 that's the one that kind of threw me because i don't see a lot of stuff with 5200 it's like Mm -hmm. well 78 had backwards compatibility so it's easy to make that emulator architecture work Mm -hmm. but the 5200 is a whole different system right good on my arcade for taking that step to include that then on top of that you get these arcade games yeah yeah this is an easy sell do you know I know that uh, this thing just came out. Do you know the price? Because, you know, I I, I do. I do. Before I tell you, I'm going to tell you two Uh more features that you might not know about. And you might find out about for the first time here on this podcast if you haven't watched my video yet. So, okay. Okay. Feature number one, I told you they added the paddle because Mm -hmm. it was something Mm -hmm. we suggested. They listened to the community. The second thing they added was those 5200 games. There were no 5200 games on the initial announcement. They added those. The third thing they added because the community requested it, expandability via an internal SD card card slot. Oh. Could throw your own stuff on I here. threw ROMs at this thing. Console ROMs, I was able to run 2600, 5200, 7800. I was able to run Nintendo Entertainment System. I was able to run Sega what? Genesis. What? Because wow. they have the emulators in it for the bonus games along with the Atari games. Oh. I packed hundreds more games on this thing. And the second thing you might not know about it is, yes, it has these controllers. The buttons are in positions that aren't ideal for every kind of game. If you plug in a wired controller that supports X input, you can use that too. PS5 controller, Xbox controller, it can read that. Now, really, the paddle is not as good as, you know, I'd rather use the paddle they provided for paddle mm-hmm, games, mm-hmm. but for other games that are just joystick and button, you can use your own, roll your own controller, physical wired, plug it in, uses X input, standard, and you can use that to drive these games if you want. Wow. It sounds like they actually thought this through. Weird, um, right? <laughs> because, I mean, so, I mean, so often with these things, it's like, you yep. look at these things like, oh, this would be great if, right? Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. good, yeah. but it'd be great if they did this or if they That's did right. that. So it sounds like they actually went ahead and like covered all those bases that like expandability and the controller and all mm-hmm. that stuff that we yeah. would normally probably complain about. You know, sounds like they finally listened to us is what happened. That's what <laughs> they certainly more did. People need to do that. <laughs> Look, it's not the perfect platform. There's room for improvement. Things could get better. But for the value, I'm finally getting around to your question, George, yeah. for the value the paddle, the expandability, games for three platforms, plus arcade, plus bonus titles, and bonus titles from 8 16-bit and arcade bonus titles, mm-hmm. $99. 
Does it? Oh, shit. Take my money. It's over. Yeah. Finally, what did somebody do? What am I always talking about on this goddamn podcast? <laughs> Price point matters. Yeah. $110 yes, would piss me off. It was like, eh. $99 right. is yeah. take buy my almost, money. Right? Yeah. 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 It yeah. is an Insta buy. For all that that you described, 100% that's an Insta buy. Plus, it looks really good, too. So, <laughs> for the value, pretty amazing. It's beautiful. It has a little it LED really nice. ring around the joystick yeah. and all the buttons on the console. It's just oh, pretty. Oh, jeez. It's, it's yeah, really you nice. Know, so, if, if our listeners don't make this thing a sold out product by the time this episode hits the <laughs> airwaves, I'm going to be really pissed. <laughs> I'll be surprised. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, again, Mo, links to all my coverage yeah, and stuff that I've done. I had a sneak peek at the controller before this, but now there's the full review is up and plus we'll have a live stream mm. where we'll play live a lot of good stuff and i'm happy to have had an opportunity to look at this early and provide the review so uh very cool stuff it's the atari mm. game station pro available to order right now as you listen to this not as we wow. record it but as you listen to this it's uh. available to order so that's how <laughs> right, new so, it is so george john's gonna cost us money uh, i think okay. mine's most expensive this i win i'm okay with. <laughs> <laughs> oh you don't mind <laughs> <laughs> Bruce Martin, host of Pit Pass Indy. Each week, I go behind the scenes of the NTT IndyCar series and introduce our listeners to the biggest stars of IndyCar, which features the Indianapolis 500 as its cornerstone event. The men and women that compete in IndyCar may be the bravest athletes in all of sport as danger lurks around every corner. They are able to look danger in the eye without flinching. That is why the NTT IndyCar Series features the best racing on the planet. Join me every week as we talk to the stars of IndyCar, including the legends of the Indianapolis 500 on Pit Pass Indy from Evergreen Podcast. Each episode of Gen X Grown Up has show notes loaded with links where you can learn more about our topics. And there's even more to see and hear over at GenXGrownUp.com. This detergent just got stronger. And this one. This one, too. What made these washing machine detergents stronger? A remarkable washing machine. The GE Spot Scrubber. The only machine with the Spot Scrubber system and mini tub. It concentrates detergents an incredible six times to work harder on spots and stains. So for a better washing machine detergent, get GE's better washing machine. The Spot Scrubber. This is the main event of the podcast. For the three in attendance locally and the millions listening around the world, ladies and gentlemen, it's time! Guys, we just got mm. through talking about GameStation Pro, so we might as well talk about games specifically yeah. in this segment, because yeah. that's the title of the goddamn segment, so we might as well do it. <laughs> I'm going to start off just because... I wanted to talk about the thing that we're going to let John talk about, but he mm -hmm. already put it on the card. As you guys know, we fight all the time on these cards about who gets to talk about what. <laughs> I'll share uh, with you. But I said, well, I guess since John does all the editing every damn Tuesday over on Twitch, might as well let him have his way. Wow. Whatever. Yeah, Donna. Dance monkey. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I'm going to talk about a game that's been out for a long time called Firewatch. Oh, now, the yeah. reason why I get to talk about this is 
I have been doing uh, quite a bit more on Twitch with our game live streams. I've been having mm-hmm. a lot of fun. I get like five or six people in there because I, I do the streams at odd times, Saturday at mm-hmm. seven o'clock when everybody's out having fun, you know, weird <laughs> times and stuff. But I'm sitting here, I'm like, ah, you know, I know how to do this. John taught me it's easy. I just fire up a game, fire up OBS and I'm playing. Uh, Firewatch was a game that John had recommended me to play because I had yeah. tried in the previous episode to play the game that Mo is going to talk about today. <laughs> and I didn't have such a good time with that. I played Firewatch. It was okay. The parts that I played, I played for about an hour and a half. To me, it felt a little bit eh, kind of boring. Yes. A really? little bit. I, like I, I kept getting, I kept getting lost. It was hard oh, to yeah. figure out stuff. I didn't really like the map mechanic that much, but mm-hmm. I can see it's a solid game and I know a lot of people love it. So I'm definitely going to continue to play it. But the more important part other than the game, which has been out for a long time and you're, I'll, I'll tell the premise really you become this guy and it takes 15 minutes or so to go through the initial boot up of the game where you're making choices that apparently determine parts of your character things uh, that will happen later yeah, this, yeah yeah this college guy he meets a girl they fall in love uh she gets alzheimer's and you know next thing you know you're a fire marshal in a wildlife reserve or some shit i don't mm, it, it's the prototypical yeah. shit. no <laughs> Juliet. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, that old chestnut. So I played the game for a little while. It was fun. But the more important thing that I really liked about it, even though the game was a little boring to me, I had so much fun talking with our friends and watchers on the Twitch live stream. And they were throwing little mm. Bitcoin thingies at me. I don't even know what the hell that stuff is. <laughs> But it was it was a lot of fun playing a game and getting to interact with everyone. It's made me want to play games more often as opposed to just sitting in my chair watching movies. It's it's just been a revelation. And you you had said something to me that really resonated, which was as we get older and set in our ways. And you just said, you know, instead of just watching a a movie again, you're playing these games Mm -hmm. that it's helping like your emotional well-being that you're like you're it does have a conduit to play. Plus, you have people to play with. You're not playing in a bubble by yourself. You know, it might be three or five or 10 people that show up at any given time, but they're participating. And Mm -hmm. that's that's what I love about live streams that you're doing is the people hanging out and cutting up about the thing, not the thing, you know? That's really cool. Yeah, nice. it, it really does help with that, especially, you know, a lot of us live in the remote work situation these days. Mm-hmm. It makes a big difference to have that kind of interactivity around a fun activity at the mm-hmm. same time. So yeah. Interact it's with nice. People. It's a good thing <laughs> for any of our podcast listeners out there. Keep an eye out on Twitch. We just go live when we go live. We don't have like a set <laughs> schedule except for John's editing every Tuesday mm-hmm. at 10 a.m. I think it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the thing that I wanted to talk about mm-hmm. was also a Twitch live stream. But John, you had it on the card, so I give away to you. Now you get to talk about my game. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, okay. (laughs) We we can share it. So it's it's brand new. So I was looking forward to this, which is why I kind of snagged it because uh, uh, I watched you play it on the live stream. I don't know if you played it more. I've played it a lot more. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I still go back to it. Yeah. And play, I'm not sure it's the right word for it. There's some playing involved, but this is done by Digital Eclipse, the people that did that Atari Mm -hmm. 50 package with, yes, it had a bunch of games, but it also had 
had this interactive timeline and artifacts, and it's all about the making of the game Karatika. This was a game published yeah. by Broderbund Software. Mo is nodding, saying, yeah, he knows. George didn't know about it, but now he oh, knows. Yeah. <laughs> Programmed by Jordan Mechner, 18-year-old kid, bored with college, brilliant guy. And it, it takes you not through, here's how he programmed Karatika. That's not what it is. We just talked about your wrestlers, George. It's about the mm-hmm. people. Yeah. You get to meet his father, Francis Mechner, mm-hmm. who not only encouraged his son, who was screwing around in college, but doing what he loved. I remember there's a scene in this thing where, a scene, because there's video in the, throughout this thing, where Jordan is asking his father, is like, were you ever upset about, you know, how I wasn't really paying attention to my schoolwork and was doing this thing? Mm-hmm. And he's kind of like, well, super creative and, uh, you know, talented people, they learn differently. So I figured you'd get where you were going. I'm like, Wow. 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 And it's just like the supportive group that he had. And there's rejection letters of his first game when Broderbun was like, it's not quite Mm -hmm. ready. Mm -hmm. And then they have the game itself in version two and version three of it. And you can read why they rejected it. the notes where they wanted to change stuff. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You can read Mm -hmm. why they rejected it and then play that version of why they rejected it. Oh, yeah. That's cool. And all like the rotoscoping is like, oh, well, you know, when the very beginning, Mo, of Karatika, when the guy comes up on the edge of the ledge and stands up getting ready to go. Yeah. Uh-huh. That was a rotoscope of his dad stepping up on the fender of their car. I mean, it's just, it was just all <laughs> oh, grassroots, cool. homebrewed stuff. They projected it on the wall and he traced it on graph paper and stuff. There were times in there, like, especially when he's talking with his dad, that I got a little, little something in my eye. I mean, it's really touching <laughs> to hear the journey he went on. And you know, ultimately he was successful. And the cherry on top, they did a digital eclipse remaster of this game. They yeah. brought in oh. assets that didn't make the original game. There's that panther that kicked your butt, George. He didn't make the game and he's in the remaster. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's all kinds of stuff in there. Digital Eclipse is just, they have figured out how to respect, pay reverence to, and yet still have a ton of fun with these classic games that are so important to us. And like any other piece of art, right? It has a creator. It has a journey that went on to get where it was. Mm -hmm. It finally made it to you and it has a backstory you can learn. And it makes me love this game even more knowing this backstory to it. I already love the game, you know? Cool. I mean, this is now the second product that I'm aware of from Digital Eclipse. John, you already mentioned the Atari yeah. 50th celebration and now this one. I have decided that Digital yeah. Eclipse just needs to do this from now on. Oh, yeah. And I will <laughs> likely buy every single thing they do. They don't have to do the big giant Atari 50th thing where it's a mm-hmm. whole bunch of information. That's a lot. They can pick one thing at a time yeah. from my youth and I will buy it. Like there was a old Commodore 64 game that I used to love called Fantasy with a PH. Was mm-hmm. how yep. Fantasy yeah. was spelled. Yeah. Love that game. What was it? Knights of the Golden Crown or whatever that thing was that was like like the Knights of the, you know, England. Oh, like and you the, like Cinemaware. Like Risk game. Release. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cinemaware, exactly. Those types of games that had a love and a following back then, but have been lost to time, so to speak, sure. they all would benefit from the digital oh, Eclipse yeah. treatment. It's kind of like mm-hmm. the criterion of films That's back in the collection. comparison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, since you want to buy everything that they do, and I'm going to get Mo's <laughs> attention with this, if you thought you liked the Karateka one, now they didn't do the whole history of of it, but available right now, actually released on the day we record this, they have a mm. remaster of the original Wizardry. <gasps> you hear that gasp? I, <gasps> I knew I, that Mo most, knew it. Happy. I don't know yeah. that one. It's a big D&D oh, RPG kind of dungeon crawly early thing. Days. It was like yeah. one of the first okay. ones to do like at 
a very crude, but a 3D view. Mm-hmm. Yeah, stuff. available now. You can go get it. Digital Eclipse did it. Hold on, wait. Let me let me Does go check. Does this have the the encyclopedia kind no, of no, thing? No, it's not or? the big history. It's just a remaster, like oh. the embedded game that we got, it's the Karataka remaster. remaster. Okay. It's a remaster of Wizardry that they just oh did. Oh my god, so. that was an amazing game. Yeah. So anyway, well, they're, yes, they're knocking stuff out of the park at Digital Eclipse. DE is awesome. The making of Karataka on its own is awesome. Even if you don't know anything about the game, George can attest he knew nothing about it. I didn't know nothing. Yeah. And yeah. now you go back to it again and again. So mm-hmm. yeah, I found Wizardry. Stuff. Hello. Did you? I, I knew you'd like that. Well, before you click purchase, <laughs> oh, Mo, tell us what you've been playing leading up to Wizardry. Oh yeah, yeah. I can't. I can't get another game. Uh, <laughs> so, I was playing a game that I was really looking forward to for a long time called Starfield. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Same people who made the Fallout series and all that stuff. And I know George, you did a live stream on it and had didn't have a lot of success playing it. I yeah. I I mean, I tried to start playing it right when it was released. Yeah. So even though I had downloaded it, like they said, the first <laughs> thing it said was, "Well, you need to update your game." Well, bitch, why didn't you let me update the game yeah. ahead of time? That's ridiculous. It took forty five minutes. Minutes to update the game. Yeah, the first hour of George's live stream was downloading the update. update. <laughs> and, and I have 500 down, 500 up. It's not like I have slow speeds or anything, but it was ridiculous. It was everybody was getting that update, though. I think it was probably the problem. Probably. Oh, I mean, played the game. It was staticky. It was jumpy. I don't know if part of it is coming from their servers. My computer is very powerful. I usually don't have so, any problems, but yeah, I think I know what your problem was with that. So I did some oh. research after you had, because I played it and it works great for me. I never had any stutter okay. issues or anything. And so, but I saw online where people were, if you don't have a solid state drive running the game, you have issues. Well, shit. Oh, reading the assets off the disc is too slow. It was causing people that was too slow. Or too big. Oh. Well, yeah, I installed it to a regular spinner. Did you see like the dialogue wasn't meshing with like the mouth movements and stuff like that? And yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what they said was a cause for that. Because I, I don't see those problems. I run all my games off of solid state. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they, and they actually see, have it in the recommended. Yeah, they're like, going to have to do that. And that's going to have to become a thing that people know a little bit more because yeah. there's old heads like me that still mm-hmm. have spinning platters. And then yeah, there's don't even think my about kids it. that, yeah. you know, don't even know what that is. They just have you know like the m.2 or solid states or whatever yeah but yeah but so but the game itself though let me tell you it's if you guys ever play like fallout three or four it's a little bit basically similar game in space the mechanics are the same but they added so this this world is so freaking huge it's ridiculous how big this is and you say world isn't it like multiple worlds like a galaxy the whole game thing but the universe whatever yeah yeah. it's it's stars and all that crap Mm -hmm. the stars when you're flying around are accurate. When like you see the stars, our universe. It's actual. They actually went through oh. the trouble of make sure the stars are in the correct locations. When you look up mm. in the sky, wow! So you can pick out <laughs> constellations, all that stuff. <laughs> they say that if you play just the main part of the game straight through, don't get any distractions, you can get the whole thing done in about 40 hours. That's no distractions, right? Mm. If you do okay. all the side stuff, it's about 200 hours. And they really made it that your character, you have just so much control over what type of character you have. Like, you know, you could be a pilot. There's, there's space a lot of combat. configurations. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's space combat in it. There's You go on the ground and you visit planets and you have to explore them. And there's sometimes they have animals and they don't have animals and there's minerals and you're trying to sell stuff. You can up your ship. You can have like five different ships as well. And it's all these different companions you can have. It is just, it's almost overwhelming. I mean, there's just so much. (laughs) And you play the game and you always feel like you're missing out because you're like, I made my guy an explorer, but I could be a pirate. (laughs) (laughs) And the pirate looks kind of cool. 
Um, <laughs> but the side quests, even on this, are super involved. Like they're not like the simple like, oh, you go to pirate thing. If you go or do this track, and it's like one or two things, you're done. It could be mm-hmm. ten different missions you have to go on to complete that. Wow, wow. it's like you have a whole career. It's it's pretty amazing. <laughs> Here, here's the big question, and it's not the one where you get your money out of it. Look, there's 200 hours. You didn't pay 200 bucks for it. That's yeah. not the question. My question was for the last two episodes, you could not get your head out of Baldur's Gate. I know. So where does this put you? Have you moved on? Have you, are you split between two <sighs> no, worlds? What are you doing I'm, now? I'm, I have split loyalties right now. Because <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, Baldur's Gate, I, I'm still in the first act of Baldur's Gate because I started over. I'm, I'm kind of going back and forth between the two. Mm-hmm. Um, it, both of them are like, you can't just sit down and play for like five minutes. They're not oh, that yeah. kind of game. Yeah. You know, you sit down and they say, oh, an hour is gone. Mm. And it's because it's it just sucks you in and just pulls you right through the game. It's, they did, and I've had very few crashes or anything else with it. They did a really, I think, a really good job with the game so far, for, as far as I can see. Because you're running on that SSD. That's why you have the better experience. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, just one thing to note for our listeners out there. This is a very expensive AAA game. However, if you subscribe to the Xbox Play Store yes. monthly thing for $10, oh, yeah. you get to play this thing without having having to pay that crazy price now you only get the base game you don't get the there's like two or three mm-hmm. different tiers of this game out there but but you could dabble at with least it. that's yeah. a way to i don't think those tiers back. affect gameplay those tiers don't affect game itself i think I, one gives you like music and some get. additional stuff you get some additional stuff but the game is the same well yeah so yeah because after i after you told me you did that i was like crap because i could have had <laughs> six months of xbox yeah right yeah and right. got this plus all the other stuff so mm-hmm. next time that comes up i'm definitely gonna go that route yeah all right. Well, next time we'll check in with you and see who's winning, Baldur's Gate or Starfield. Uh. Check it out. <laughs> Keep score. Keep tally. We'll yeah. see the hours. Are you tired of seeing your teen or young adult struggle on a path that clearly isn't the right fit? Is your teenager confused about which direction to take after high school? The future of work is changing rapidly. And our kids need to know all of the options available after high school so they're empowered to make the choice that is best for them. In each episode, we explore the latest trends that are shaping the opportunities of today and tomorrow. I'm your host, Betsy Jewell, and this is the High School Hamster Wheel Podcast. If you're a diehard Gen X grown-up, you can pledge your support by clicking join on YouTube or by becoming a patron at genxgrownup.com slash Patreon. America's getting, America's getting into shape. You can too during the Lincoln Mercury Mercure Great American Shape-Up. Now we're holding the line on prices, but we're not stopping there. Get low 7.9 annual percentage rate financing on great shapes like Mercury Cougar, Lynx, Topaz, and Capri. And a special low lease rate on Lincoln Town Car and Mercor XR4TI. Or save hundreds on select Mercury models when you buy special option packages. The great American shape-up at your Lincoln Mercury Mercor dealer today. The shape you want to be. Before we wind up this episode, you know, we always like to take a few minutes here at the end to look ahead. What are we looking at now or looking forward to between now and the next time we get together? Uh, why don't we start with you, Mo? What do you got on the horizon? Oh, sure. Um, actually, there's a whole bunch of stuff coming out. It was the strike. I'm kind of like, it's kind of weird it's that weird, new stuff's right? coming yeah, out. It's kind but, of weird. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess is what they had in, you know, banks to send. But uh, American Horror Story, new season, is coming out starting September 20th. I think okay. it's like their eighth, ninth, tenth. I forget. They have a lot of seasons. It's been a while. Um, yeah. it's, it's at least several seasons too many. In my <laughs> <laughs> the show Sex Education on Netflix. I don't know if you ever watched it. It was with the um, uh, Gillian Anderson's in it, and it's on. I mean, it's a it's just a really funny show. Um, they're okay. coming out with a new season. It's coming out on Netflix September twenty first. All right, but we're not really. Oh, I'm so excited about this. And this is like not a new thing, but 
A24, which hold, hold, hold. All right. give me okay. a second here. Give me a second. Okay. Here. I'm okay. Um, <laughs> they remastered Stop Making Sense, the Talking Heads concert movie. Oh. Oh. And they're going back into theaters and they're going to put it in theaters. Huh. Oh, like okay. improved sounds and all that stuff. But they didn't change anything. It's just improved sound. And let me tell you, like, I was a, I, I really liked the Talking Heads, you know, growing, like back in the 80s. After I saw that Stop Making Sense, then I was like, I love the Talking Heads. I mean, that mm. concert was, that thing was just amazing. It's just, it's just from the beginning when he comes out, you know, David Burns coming out and he comes up by himself with like just a radio and the radio's playing all the other music and he's just does the first song and every song, a different member of the band joins him on the stage. And basically Weird. they build the set as this concert starts. It's, it's just, it was just amazing the way they did it. Um, it, it was great. And just the fact that it's coming back into theaters, I'm just going to go, because that's where I first saw it and that's where I want to see it again, you know, with a yeah. good theater, great sound. So I'm super, super looking forward to that. So will be something, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine. So how about you, John? What you got? Yeah. Well, I think every year around this time, I say I'm looking forward to the new season of Survivor because it's one of my absolute, I'm going to stop calling it a guilty pleasure. It's just a pleasure. I just like that show. You know, it's, (laughs) and I told you before, more than anything, I wish I was on the crew. Like the production is amazing on that. The work they do and using drones and stuff now. And anyway, I love the show. I love the human drama involved with it. Uh, it's coming on. It's on CBS regular uh, regular CBS so, September twenty seventh. So that show actually is not affected by the strikes, right? Because it's it's a uh, yeah. Well, reality shows are not affected by the strikes. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, because it's not crew. Now this season was already shot, right? Oh, okay, so okay. If, if the strike was affecting anything, it would affect the next season. The problem that could affect is like if there's any like end of the show specials or whatever that might be scripted, that would be problematic. But Got the it. drama of the show you're used to on the island, that's all fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the next one is. Another animated series <laughs> called oh, cool. Crapopolis. I think this, <laughs> this is going to be on Fox and <laughs> I watched the trailer for it and it's, it's my kind of goofy humor. Uh, Matt Berry is in it. Who's uh, from the IT crowd. And he's the, oh, okay. uh, he's the Mary, the, the vampire married to Nadja on what we do in the shadows. <laughs> yeah. British oh, guy. He's, funny. Uh, he's in there. Uh, Iode also from the IT crowd. Oh, really? He's a voice on there. Everybody is in this, but effectively it's Mount Olympus. It's the gods. So Crapopolis refers to like Mount Olympus kind of thing. The Acropolis. And it's, <laughs> yeah, the Acropolis. And it's all the gods trying to, they're messing with humans' lives and they're figuring out what's going down on on Earth. And, you know, Matt Berry is basically Matt Berry, a lecherous kind of guy. In, in the trailer, a woman turns into an ostrich and runs off and he's kind of like, damn, why is that still sexy? <laughs> it, it, it's, it's absurd humor, but it's animation and a lot of great voice talent. So coming on Fox September 22nd. Looking Ooh. forward to that. The thing I'm really looking forward to now came up on me quickly. I first heard about this when George you looked at the trailer over on rated Gen X the creator this is this kind of like super mm-hmm. sci-fi series that looks like AI crossed with dune crossed with I don't know what all oh, I see these Netflix robots one, right? that have the like the no 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 this is no, the theater, it's not Netflix. Oh, theater. This okay. Is yeah. one then okay yeah, yeah. You, you see the robots and they have like a like you can see through their heads there's like a gear on the side yeah. like down by their jaw you can see through the back of their head and they're AI robots yeah, and John David Washington Ken Watanabe there you go oh, yeah there okay. you go uh, it looks like this big sci-fi epic and it's something that I've ever since you looked at that trailer I've been like when is it coming when's it coming and now it's coming to theaters september 29th so we can't wait to see that right here at the end of the oh, cool. george how about you what do you got coming up man uh well i've got a tv series that's based in a film uh world it's the continental from the world of john wick oh, it's yeah, gonna be, uh, streaming mm-hmm. series on peacock starts uh, september 22nd 
I've been looking forward to that for about eight, nine months since I first yeah, heard about it. it. Yeah. Uh, I love the backstory world that they created with the mm-hmm. John Wick universe. It's the really uh, immersive and detailed. And I'm looking forward to see if they can do it justice. I'm a little nervous because oftentimes mm-hmm. when you go from movie to TV, stuff gets lost. It doesn't feel as dramatic or as big, yeah. but we'll see how it goes. Uh, season four of Lego Masters ah. is actually coming out on September <laughs> 28th. Yeah. I think uh, they were probably going to do it a little bit later in the year, but the strike might have accelerated mm, this yeah. thing coming out. They're like, sure. oh, shit, got to get something on the broadcast channel. So Fox, September 28th, we're going to have Lego Master season four. But the thing I'm looking most forward to is another film in the theater. I am absolutely 100% on September 22nd looking forward to expend four bowls. And I'm going to say <laughs> it like that because that's how, that's how they spelled. wrote the damn thing. <laughs> It's the fourth film in the expand in the Expendables franchise. Yeah. You know, Sylvester Sloan, Arnold Schwarzenegger, any old action guy they can throw at it. I just recently went back and watched all three of them to kind of prep my memory <laughs> a little bit. Um, trying to remember who's still alive, who's dead, who's crazy. You know? In real life or in the movie? Well, Both. <laughs> and the trailers are like, they'll die when they're dead or something crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Yep. Over the top. Uh, a lot Crazy. of fun. It's a f- overblown, overdramatic, overaction yep. oh, yeah. it's, film it's, series. But that's, you know, that's the fun of it. Yeah, it's yeah. a fun movie, right? Yeah. You're not going I mean, there for like to learn absolutely. something. I mean, you're going there to have a good time. <laughs> very, very true. Hey, before we get out of this episode, I want to thank another brand new Patreon supporter who headed over to genxgrownup.com slash Patreon, opened up their wallet and said, we like what you do. We know it's free. We want to support you so that it'll continue to happen. Brandon G. Thank you so much, Brandon. Wow, that's awesome. Uh, it, it's it's humbling every time you know that this regular contribution, this pledge you have made is going to support us and keep us in business. It's going to keep us getting this podcast to you every single Thursday. <laughs> and Brandon, you are joining an amazing roster of just generous supporters that they humble us every time we see their names. It's just awesome. So thank you for that. You want to join Brandon for as little as a dollar a month, you can put your money where your mouth is <laughs> and support Gen X Grown Up. Again, just head over to Patreon.com slash Gen X Grown Up. Tell you how to do it all right there. Don't forget, John, we still have our challenge. Mm-hmm. Oh, Every right, patron right, right. that's, that's right. currently a Patreon right now for Gen X Grown Up, we're challenging you to go get three $1 supporters for the Gen X Grown Up Network. It's a buck. We really appreciate it. <laughs> it should be pretty easy. All you guys are super approachable. You're all super lovable. We yep. love you. So we know everybody else does. So go yep. out and get three friends. Give them each a dollar. I don't care how you do it, but get three supporters. <laughs> if you have to subsidize to it. Join we don't us. care. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> But you know what else? So if you give a dollar uh-huh. and mm. become a patron, you also get the added benefit of asking us a question that we will answer oh, in every right. episode. Right, right. Oh, because that's a benefit. Remember, we have a question right now. And I can tell you, everyone, right now that we're getting through like the normal questions. So pretty soon yeah. we're going to get to the really weird questions after this. So, oh. Oh, <laughs> so is this a weird so one? Or this one's still normal. This one's still, this a, still a relatively okay. normal okay. one. Okay. All right. But okay. they get they get a little more obscure. But hey, you mm. know, we, we said like we'd it. answer a question. So I'll pick Deep one. Deep so today's patron question is, and this is from Jim H. What was your very first experience or an early experience? I don't know if you remember the mm. first one with 
an arcade machine. Like mm. first time you saw oh. it, first time you played one, first whatever. So, um, so who wants to kick us off this time? I can, I can um, go. It's, it's go, easy go for, for me. It, John. Yeah, easy peasy. Uh, it was I was every holiday season when you're out of school. My dad was a truck driver, and I would often ride with him for a couple weeks just to right. you know to get out and spend time with my dad and get on the road and see the country. And I did that almost every year for I don't know for like ten years or so when I was in school. And one. One Christmas season, I was out and here's a Pong machine. I didn't know it was called a Pong mm. machine. I don't know what it was. It was in a truck stop kind of between the bathrooms and the restaurant in this little hallway. And it was hard to be at because there wasn't like an arcade space that didn't exist. Mm-hmm. They right. just, where can I plug this thing in yep. in the hallway? And I was captivated like everybody was. It's like, wait a minute, I can interact with the TV. Yeah, It was super rudimentary. My dad didn't want to play, but uh, yeah, I put in a quarter and play. I put two quarters and try to play both paddles. I just, every time we saw it on that <laughs> <laughs> and by the next trip, you started seeing everything else. All the new right. games were coming out, but right. that had to be, I don't know, 78, 79, uh, maybe cool. something in there. Yeah, it was Pong. How about you, George? Uh, yeah, I remember it pretty vividly. So uh, Pizza Inn, not Pizza Hut, <laughs> yep. Pizza Inn, North Monroe Street, Tallahassee, Florida, Space Invaders was in the little entry foyer mm-hmm. part of the restaurant. Uh, my parents were at the counter where you would order the pizza and then you would go sit down at a table and they would, you know, bring the pizza over to you. I was immediately fascinated by this machine that had not mm-hmm. been there the week before because we used to go <laughs> weekly. Right. Nice. And what I remember was playing the game for so long that by the time my parents had yelled at me enough to make me come to the table, <laughs> my pizza was cold. So uh, yeah. that's all right. Wow. It was still so- good pizza. Pizza in still the best. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> And mine's right on with you. Mine was at a pizza place in New York. It was Makes a sense. pizza parlor. Mm. And in the back corner, they had an Asteroids. Ah, okay. That's 79, so, I think. Yeah. Yeah, 79. Yeah. And I remember one, loving the game. I remember the guy who owned the pizza place hating, hating that machine back there because <laughs> it was a bunch of kids not eating pizza. <laughs> right. Oh, taking up space, being taking noisy. Taking up space. Asking being, for being change. Noisy, blocking the way to the bathroom. <laughs> oh, you know? man. Yeah. You know, he actually even put up like these ropes. So he's like, you got, you got to stay, you know, away from the aisles. And blah, blah, blah. I'll, tell you, you know? I'll tell you, the money he was taking <laughs> in hand over fist on an asteroids machine probably soothed some of his uh, shattered nerves. Yeah. yeah. But I can tell you, though, he was, but he yelled at us at least three or four times every time we were there. <laughs> you know, move out of the aisle. Let the people get through. You know, if you're not eating anything, get the hell yeah. out. You know, um, but yeah. though it was, it was again, I think it was like with you guys, it was just, you walk up to it and it was like, you feel like you're interacting with the television right you actually like you're yeah. you're making something mm-hmm. happen and yep. it was i was hooked right from that point yeah there you go well th- hey patrons if you have questions we'll answer them right here let us know you can just uh just or you just, just on ping you Mo, yeah, yeah. message us over there on patreon and uh, mo is keeping track of them we'd love to we'd love to uh satisfy your curiosity it sounds like the weirder questions are coming so it will be curiouser <laughs> and curiouser <laughs> that's gonna wrap it up for this episode uh don't worry we have another one coming in two weeks but <laughs> next week that's our backtrack we're picking a single nostalgic topic and dig in deep on it. And we were observing that, you know, as the social climate changes, a lot of people will tend to talk about the movies that we love and they'll go, oh, that movie could never be made today. That movie could never be. And I'm like, we hear that a lot. So in this coming backtrack, we're going to pick 
some of our some of our favorite movies or very popular movies that yeah. we grew up with in the 80s that people say could not be made today. We're going to talk about why they say that, and we're going to let you know whether or not Gen X Grown Up Production Company would green light them today and why <laughs> or why not. So this is uh, should be an interesting episode. We hope you will join us for that. Until then, I'm John. George, thank you so much for being here. Yes, sir. Mo, you know I appreciate you, man. Always fun, man. Fourth listener, it's you we all appreciate most of all, though, and we can't wait to talk to you again next time. Bye-bye. See you guys. Take care, everybody. No life, no fun. Don't you know that you're a grown-up? JetX Grown-Up is a member of the Evergreen Podcast family. Learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com. No shows till sunrise. Unacceptable for grown-ups. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown-up. I am John. Joining me as always, my friends, co-hosts, and buddies, George is here. Hey, man. <laughs> no, I'm not responding to that. You keep You're trying not, to change shit. Just do the buddy? same thing every time, <laughs> and we can move on. And how long have you been married, George? Is that the fault? Too goddamn to creative you are. I've been married to you for 35 <laughs> years, apparently. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> What was it like to be there for historical sports moments and unforgettable performances? To be behind the scenes? On PressBox Access, you'll hear from me, Todd Jones, and other sports writers about their experiences with the greatest athletes, coaches, and sports events of the past half century. We'll share some stories behind the stories, some big, some small, and some we've only told each other. Let us buy you around on PressBox Access.